Welcome to this week's virtual drasha. This week we have the incredible privilege to begin Sefer Shmos, to begin Parsha Shmos, and we begin the story of Am Yisrael, where Sefer Bereshis, the book of Genesis, is really focused on the stories of individuals, great individuals, the Avos and the Mos, the patriarchs and the matriarchs. Chumash Shmos is the story, the beginnings of Am Yisrael. And the Torah tells us about the overwhelming and barbaric nature of the servitude that Klal Yisrael suffered under the oppressive Egyptian rule. And the Torah says as follows. The Torah says, this is in Perak Bey's Pasuk Chav Dalid, Torah speaking about how the king of Egypt, Pharaoh, has really turning the screws, was twisting, was creating such intensity, such barbaric intensity for Kalal Yisrael. And the Torah says, Vatal Shavasam Elohim in Avodah, the cries of the Jewish people because of the work, rose up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And now the Pasuk says, chapter 2, verse 24, Hashem heard, Hashem heard their cries, Vayiskar Elohim es as Avraham, as Yitzchok, as Yaakov. And Hashem remembered his covenant with Avraham, Yitzchok, and Yaakov. And again, this Pasuk is really the turning point in the parsha, Because at this point in time, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu summons Moshe Rabbeinu, conscripts Moshe to be the leader, to be the redeemer, to be the agent of salvation. And that Pasuk, this one Pasuk, chapter 2, verse 24, Hashem heard their cries, is the beginning of the story of salvation. And the Mepharshim all ask the same basic question. These cries had been going on for decades earlier. These cries had been going on for close to two centuries earlier. Why now? Why now? What was it about the cries? Remember, the Jewish people suffered through generations of slavery. It was in the beginning of the parish where Paro said, throw every Jewish baby boy into the Nile. Were they not crying out then as well? Were they not crying out each and every day for over the last 200 years? And yet now the past success, Hashem heard their cries. The cries ascended to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Vayishma, again, Vayishma Some Hashem heard their cries, Hashem remembered His covenant, and again calls Moshe Rabbeinu into action. Why now? So the Mepharshim go in different directions. The Ramban explains very powerfully that from this passage you see the power of Tefillah, the Koach Tefillah, that the suffering had reached such a level of intensity had reached such a such an apex, such a zenith, that the tefillos, the supplications themselves, were so intense, were so filled with pain and with heartbreak and with agony, and Akadosh Baruch was just moved by the tefillos. Were there prayers that were happening before? Of course there were, but none like what were occurring right now. But amazingly enough, the Arachaim takes a dramatically different approach. And the Arachayim says, he says as follows, The Arachayim says that everyone translates the cries of Klal Yisrael as tefillah, as prayer. But in fact, says the Arachayim, the cries being referenced in the verse are not prayers. They were cries from pain. As the Arachayim says, Za'aku me'atzara. They were just crying out for pain. There wasn't a tefillah. This wasn't a prayer. This wasn't an Ana Hashem Hoshiyan. This wasn't HaKadosh Baruch Hu, help me out. I'm in such desperation. You are the only key to my salvation. You are my Savior. They were not talking to God. There was no dialogical connection unfolding over here. They were simply crying out from pain. And says the Arachayim HaKadosh, those cries from pain were so intense 
that they moved the Ribbono Shalom to take decisive action and once again to begin the way to turn the wheels, to begin to put the process of salvation, the process of Yeshua into motion. So asks the Beis Halevi. Ask the Beis Halevi a simple question in the Archaim HaKadosh. She says, I don't understand. Why now? Again, the same question, Archaim, I understand what you're saying. The cries are so profound. They're not supplicatory cries. I'm not, they're not davening to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, But there's so much pain that they're crying out from the pain. And Hashem was so moved from their pain. that now, Kiviyachal, God springs into action. And again, the Beis Halevi says, well, how does that answer the question? They were crying out from pain yesterday and the day before and 10 years ago and 50 years ago and 150 years ago and 200 years ago. So what's different now about the cries of pain? And the Beis HaLevi says something so profound. He says, you know, in life, when we suffer a setback, so very often the setback takes us kind of down a couple of notches in life. And when a person loses their footing that they once had, in the beginning, they remember what life once was like. And they yearn for that life, and they reflect about that life, and they contemplate that life. And then as time goes on, a person forgets what was, and simply becomes accustomed to what is. And the basically gives a mushle, he gives an example of this. He says, imagine for a moment you have a rich man who lost all of his wealth. So in the beginning, when the, when the rich man loses his wealth, you know, he remembers all of the trappings of his former lifestyle. He remembered the meals that he used to eat. He remembers the home he used to live in, the beautiful carriage, the mode of transportation that he was accustomed to. He remembers his tailored clothing. But you know, as time goes on, he becomes accustomed to his poverty. As time goes on, he gets used to eating the day-old bread. And as time goes on, he gets used to living in the shack. And as time goes on, he gets used to wearing worn-out, patched clothing. He gets used to walking by foot and not by carriage. It's an interesting thing, says the Beis Alibi. On one hand, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has programmed us with the ability to adapt, which is such a powerful tool, because the ability to adapt allows us to not get stuck in the past and to be able to maximize the present. On the flip side, the ability to adapt sometimes causes us to forget our past and to only be focused on the present. And the Beis Halevi explains, that's what was happening to Klal Yisrael. You see, in the beginning of the slavery, in the beginning of servitude, we davened to Hashem. In the beginning of the dark Egyptian night, we cried out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu with a sense of urgency, Ana Hashem Oshiana, please Hashem save us, please Hashem take care of us. We recognized that salvation was only to come from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and it required, again as we said before, that dialogical connection. But you know what happened over time? We forgot who we were. We forgot that we were the children of Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, of Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and we forgot our identity and where we were reduced to beasts of burden. And you know, when you whip an animal, an animal does not engage in a complex supplicatory plea, right? The animal does not start articulating the deepest aspirations and wounds and hurt from the deepest heart. The animal groans. We had been reduced to beasts of burden. We had been reduced to animals. We had been dehumanized. That was the goal of the Egyptians the entire time. And they were successful. Says the Beis Halevi, that's the meaning of the Arachayim. 
when HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees, like the Pasuk says, He saw we weren't davening anymore. We weren't davening. There was no reaching out to God with, with a verbal connection. There were no words. There were just groans. There were just cries of pain. And in that moment, HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw the most startling thing. We had forgotten who we were. We had forgotten that we were the children of the Avos and the Mos. We had forgotten that we were a chosen people. We had forgotten that we had a future, that we had a destiny. We had forgotten that something great lied ahead. We had forgotten all of that. And that entire forgetfulness was encompassed by the fact that we didn't even daven. We just cried and groaned. We were like the wealthy man who had forgotten all about his previous past. Because you see something amazing. See, as long as the wealthy man remembers the beautiful trappings of his past life, there's the hope that he's going to work really hard and try to get back there. But the danger is once he forgets all of the beauty of his previous life, he resigns himself to his present poverty and his very little hope that he will pull himself from the pit of despair. HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw that when we stopped davening, when we stopped dialoguing, when we stopped talking, we had forgotten who we were. And the moment the Yid, the moment the Jew forgets who he or she is, that's the beginning of the end. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu understood if I don't spring into action right now, there will be no nation left to save. We had been reduced to beasts of burden who cried out in a reflexive way from pain with no deeper dialogical connection, no deeper tefillah, like the rich man that had ever forgotten that he was wealthy. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu understood if I don't step in to begin the process of salvation now, there will be nothing and no one to save. And I think this base Levi the Archaim teaches us such an incredible lesson. You know, we often think, ask most people, what's the worst avera a person could commit? Worst transgression? And I'm sure we'd all have a variety of uh, different answers. Some say, well, Lashon Hara, immorality. Of course, you have bloodshed, avodazor, idolatry. But you know what the Beis Halevi teaches us? You know what the worst thing that we do? Is we forget who we are. We lose our sense of identity. It is so easy to go through life, especially after you make enough mistakes in life. And I forget that I'm special. And I forget that I'm unique. And I forget that I'm holy. And I forget that I am a child of the Ribbono Shel Olam. And I forget that I am royal. I forget that I have a monarchical identity. I forget that I have a destiny. And the moment that I forget that I'm special, the moment that I forget that I am unique, then chas v'shalom, all can be lost. See, dear friends, the reality is you could rebound from any single Aveira, no matter how bad it is. I could pick myself up, dust myself off, and start again. But the moment I forget that I am someone special, the moment I resign myself to my personalistic poverty, is the moment that my future, my destiny, goes up in smoke. We all make mistakes, but no matter how many mistakes we make, we must always remember, I am special. I am unique. I am a child of the Ribbono Shel Olam. I have a future. I have a destiny. I have something beautiful waiting for me. Our ancestors didn't remember it, and therefore HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to take quick and decisive action. 
But let us always remember this important yisod, this important cornerstone of our Judaic identity. And Amir Hashem, just as HaKadosh Baruch Hu helped our ancestors when they forgot, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will all the more so help us when we remember. Wishing everyone a good Nerev Shabbos and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh.